0: Ash. Taryn. (laughs) I think you always start off. Ash. I'm kind of mad at you. Why? And I chose to be on the air to tell you. Of course you did. It's very fitting for you. You say I'm your best friend. Yeah. You say you love me. I do love you. You say I'm the most important person. You are the most important person. You say you would die (laughs) for me. (laughs) But you have been dating someone, and I'm the only one in your life who hasn't met him. That's not true. Only Alicia's met him. Lexi's met him. Well, that's two. Your group of friends that are not your best friends have met him. You weren't here. You weren't here. It doesn't matter. And also, we said when one of us started dating someone... We would find someone for the other today. I am working on that. Last I checked, (laughs) I am still single. I am working on that. I met him. So what means anything? What What, is the world? Nothing matters.
1: (laughs) I love this. This is what you want to discuss. That's it. I'm working on it. Let's
0: continue for the people (laughs) and pretend like everything's fine. Welcome to the podcast.
1: <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome Hi. back to the podcast. Two um, best friends give advice. The best <laughs> the best. <laughs> the, um, the, the the spiteful one <laughs> over there is Taryn. <laughs> I'm Ashley. (laughs) Welcome to Unsolicited Advice. We are the podcast that that gives you the the most professional advice at all times Uh, for all circumstances. It doesn't matter Uh what situation you're in, uh, what season of life you're in. Um, We're here for it and we are here to advise you on it, even if we haven't experienced it ourselves.
0: (laughs) Don't I know it, girl? Um, <laughs> also, what was I just gonna say? Oh, um, this is our first episode back from Halloween from October yes. series. We
1: had um, as as you guys know, Taryn and I go hard for Halloween. Um, we just completed our October series. This is our first episode back mm-hmm. uh, to our your regular scheduled programming, and uh, we're very excited to get back into like the routine of things. I don't I know about too, you, yeah. Taryn, but I feel like with like. The Halloween October series, my schedule just like freaking just sh- hits the fan. I don't know busy. what I'm doing every yeah. day. I'm not sleeping. We're we're constantly getting content, trying to catch up, trying to find scary stories, mm-hmm. like good ones. It feels good to be back.
0: Yeah. It feels good to like also like it's just like not scary things we're yeah. reading. Like we get to just like talk. It feels more light, uh-huh. even though like obviously there's still like mine is like a heavy topic today. But it's like, yeah. It just yeah. feels nice. Like it, it feels, feels like nice. normal life. Also, the second freaking Halloween like hits like uh-huh. it's done. Uh-huh. I'm in Christmas mode. <laughs> you can't tell me nothing. No. I'm listening to Christmas music. Mariah I feel Carey magical. On so I go from death to life <laughs>
1: within like a few hours. It's great. She goes great. to bed Halloween night, wakes up a new person. I don't want <laughs> a life just Jesus <laughs> yes. My God, guys! It's great. If you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe, like, rate, review this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, we have created the coolest community here. Seriously, um, with unsolicited advice, and I, I feel like we just need to just invite more people into yeah. the family. So if you know someone who hasn't listened, maybe just just send them this you know what yeah. no context
0: no context in any way just send them the episode yeah that's all that's I your always, homework for today i feel like our episodes are so easy to send too because mm-hmm. we talk about so many things so like i feel like if you listen to one of our podcasts and you're like oh my gosh this, this is talking about, me breakup, think about someone my friend's going through a breakup yes. like just send it yeah just send it along yep Anywho, uh, do you have a tearing it up for us? I, I do, sh-
1: and I'm very excited for this because I don't know if you remember, but I think it was our second October series. Was it the one I yelled at you? And I was I like, was don't like don't read So it. I have yeah. a tearing it up, but it's not Halloween themed. Yeah. And Taryn was like, "Absolutely not." We shut it down real hard.
0: Yeah. Guess what's back? It's back. See, I knew, I knew it would have its she's time back and to shine. She's,
1: she's, she's ready to go. Um, right. So this one is titled. Oh, do you want to break down what a tearing it up is for? Any new listeners, Uh yeah, Taryn's um, <laughs> tearing it up. It's basically this should have the jingle. Taryn's
0: tearing We've it up. We talked about this before, but we couldn't. go we up never with like a good one. It's yeah. okay. I'm gonna work on that. Um. Yeah. So tearing it up is basically a segment where you guys share like embarrassing or like what just happened scenarios, mm-hmm. and we all relate and laugh with you. Because mm-hmm. you know what's the alternative? It's a good
1: laugh. Die in shame. It's a good. It's a yeah. good laugh. Okay, this one is titled Tearing It Up with three exclamation points after it. Crushes and ditches are an awkward combo. Oh. Yeah. She fell on a ditch. But you don't know where this is going. She okay. fell. Hi, Taryn and Ash. Hello. Oh. She called me Ash. I she love you too. Out. My name is Melanie, and first of all, I love the podcast. I've been listening from episode one and I'm obsessed with both of you. Anyways into this mortifying story. So this story takes place two years ago when I was a senior in high school. I'm now a sophomore at the Texas AMU University. Sorry, just had to plug the best school in the country, Haha. Ha.
0: Dang, what's that like? I did not, I went to like junior college and then like a Bible school. <laughs> and we had a basketball program and then one year it got shut down because they got caught drinking. <laughs> No. And they will like. In Jesus college? said no. How yeah. dare they in yeah. college? Um, so I don't know what that's like to uh-huh. like go to a school where you're like,
1: or also just to have like school pride. Yeah, I I I went to a lot of schools <laughs> to graduate in time because I was. I mean, I was doing online schools at different yeah. places to get it all done. Yeah, same. So I don't have that like pride. Um, but I love that you do, and I love that for you, Texas. Continuing with the story, Longhorns, right? <laughs> So me and my friend Madison were staying the night at her older sister's house. It was around 10 p.m. and we were feeling hungry, so we decided to go to McDonald's. Madison asked her sister if we could take her car, and she was very hesitant, but eventually said yes. So we get our food, and before going back home, Madison thinks it would be a good idea to drive past her crush's house just for fun. I was completely against this idea because his house was pretty out of the way and the thought of him possibly seeing us driving by was so embarrassing. Mind you, I'm an Enneagram 9 for context and Madison is an (laughs) 8. Which if you don't know Enneagram talk, Taryn and I have talked about this a lot. It's a personality quiz that Taryn and I have just like... Full on dove. head first dove into mm-hmm. I'm a nine we're very non-confrontational any of those sticky situations we usually just d- don't allow ourselves Dip to get out, anywhere yeah. near it um, whereas eights are very confrontational and actually like thrive on the drama so that makes sense
0: which I always think that's <laughs> so interesting that nine could be a wing eight because it's like those seem so polar opposite yeah but also like I'm a two who goes to an eight very frequently so two goes to eight. Nines
1: have harbored anger. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it explodes where I can't You don't see it very, very often, million. but every once in a while yeah. it'll explode because it has to get out at some point. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's the difference. Continuing. Well, Madison is the one driving the car. So of course we end up going to his neighborhood. We're going to call the crush Jacob. So we turn into Jacob's neighborhood, which is basically one dead end street. We pass by and see that he's home. So I'm like, okay, cool. We're here. Now let's go home.
0: (laughs) We've accomplished what we
1: did. Let's get out. So mind you, we're on a road with a dead end. So we're going to have to do some sort of three-point turn to get out of here. So Madison is trying to turn around when suddenly the car falls off the side of the road into a steep ditch. All caps, Right in front of Jacob's house. Oh, my God. My God. I'll insert a picture of what it looked like. But basically, the bottom of the car was stuck on the ledge of the concrete while the front was in the ditch and the back tires were off the ground. I'm immediately panicking because one, I know we're going to have to call for help. And the thought of that makes me want to throw up. LOL. Two, this isn't even our car. It's Madison's sister's car. Not just like a few years older sister. No, she's in her 30s with four kids. She uses this car to drive her kids around. Anyways, as we're trying to think of the game plan, Jacob's dad walks outside to see what's going on. He was super nice and decided to help us. But of course, he calls his son Jacob to come help as well. The first thing Jacob asked is, why are y'all in my neighborhood? (laughs) Oh my god. And what am I supposed to say? Oh, you know, just wanted to drive by your house. Madison told him that we had a friend that lives at the end of the street we were going to see, which he has to have known was a lie because that friend most likely would be out here helping us so eventually more and more neighbors come out of their houses to try and help and it ends up taking about an hour to finally get our car out of the ditch meanwhile madison's sister is yelling at her over the phone my dad's calling and asking why i'm in some random neighborhood gotta love life 360 which i'm assuming is like a locations app tracking yeah yeah Yeah. yeah. and of course it starts raining Needless to say, Jacob and Madison never became anything past awkward acquaintances after that, and her sister never let her drive the car again. Sorry, that was such a long story, but this story cracks me up every time I tell it, and I hope y'all got a good laugh out of it. I'll put some pictures below for reference. I love y'all and hope I can hear this on the pod. XOXO, Melanie. And here...
0: How do you recover from that? I'm just. Like, I mean, obviously they didn't. But I like, would have
1: been a hot mess if that was like me in front of my crush's house. House. There's a picture.
0: Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there and just then, wasn't like traction to get it out.
1: <laughs> there's her with an umbrella in oh front of the car. Oh my gosh, that's horrible. rough. I mean, i was just high school is just one of those things when it's like. You just, I, I personally, I'm speaking from my own personal, I just got so dumb in front of my crushes. Like the dumbest stuff would come out of my mouth. Yeah. I would trip and fall. Like things would fall out of my hand. Like I was just a mess whenever I got in front of crushes. So willingly putting myself in front of his house, I know something like that was going to happen. Like that's just in the cards
0: for me. So I would have never done that, but.
1: But that's so
0: funny yeah that it's like too like you're too young to come up with like good lies like yeah. nowadays she, she probably would have come up with like a better one like like at that point it would
1: have been better to just be like oh we were gonna come like see you yeah yeah. yeah. we were gonna we're, we're going around surprising friends and you were next or but something if they
0: weren't like if he's like how do you know my address we're not friends you just have a crush on me yeah, rough, rough. Stuff. That's Ugh. the like fun stalking, though, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I definitely did it. <laughs> Hello, everyone. It's Taryn and Ashley from Unsolicited Advice. And if you want to listen to our show without ads, you can now.
1: Just go to unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com or click the link in the episode description and you can get a one-week preview of the ad-free version for free.
0: You'll get ad-free listening to the show. You can listen on almost any podcasting app and you'll be supporting our show too. That's unsolicitedadvice.supercast.com. Um, should we, like, get into stories? Yes. I'm like, how do we do I'm, these I know, I don't even know how to do this
1: anymore. Also, I kind of miss the scary music. I
0: know. It's okay. I mean, we could still put it on. It just might <laughs> it's just, be weird. The mood
1: might be off, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay. So, mine is definitely starting off with a bang. Okay. It's definitely, like, a heavier topic. Oof. Um, But I feel I'm like... I don't it. know about you. Like, I feel like I've I've had a lot of people over the past couple years who have lost someone they loved or, you know, of someone who's going through that or, you know, we're getting close to the holidays. So it's like bringing up a lot of stuff for people. So I felt like it was like a good topic to talk about, you mm-hmm. know. But um, this is from Kristen and it is titled Will Milestones Ever Be the Same Again? Mm-hmm. Hi, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast since the beginning of the year, and I've recently gone back and listened to some of the older episodes, too. I always find myself nodding along to your advice and getting fired up about some of the stories. Keep doing what you do. You're awesome. Oh,
1: thank you for that.
0: Dude, I nod along with... Um, podcasts too and then I find myself like if I get frustrated sometimes with what they say I'm like come on like I talk about yes yeah,
1: so I my dad all so I grew up with a dad who like loved watching sports all the time and I never fully understood why he'd yell at the tv oh yeah <laughs> and then like a lot of podcasts specifically podcasts not necessarily tv shows that I watch but podcasts I feel like I'm in the conversation yep. so I talk in the car a whole lot yes <laughs> yeah
0: i like, imagine mm-hmm. that like but with the fiery passion of like so much anger. Like that's how people feel like games. Yes. yes, Especially when like you're yelling at the ref. Yeah. You're like, I remember being like,
1: why is Dad so mad?
0: Yeah. No, you (laughs) get fired up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I've been thinking about writing into you for a while now, but I never really knew how to word my email. Apologies in advance. If this is choppy, I'll start with some background info. I'm an Enneagram five and my boyfriend is either a six or a one. The test said six, but we both feel like he fits more as a one. I feel like those are very different. I would agree. That's like interesting. I to would me.
1: sometimes, obviously, the test isn't a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I would definitely uh, get a book and read about both, and then he can, he can, yeah, re- find out what resonates. Which with Which sounds the most. like they're
0: saying, yeah, it feels because yeah, six is uh, what what's researcher it the researcher or I'm so sorry, six is the loyalist. Okay, one yeah, yeah. is
1: the perfectionist. Yeah.
0: Hmm, That's interesting. Um, I'm an elementary school teacher, and my boyfriend is a public servant. He works for the government. He's the most amazing partner I could ever ask for and supports me in all my crazy adventures. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years and decided to take the next big step in our relationship. We bought a house. The market in my city is absolutely wild right now, and we bought in the height of it with a four-month-long closing period. This worked out really well for us as we have been able to move in with my family, save money on rent. It also meant that I had a long time to get excited about our new home. Fast forward to today, we're 12 days out from closing, getting the keys and moving in, and my anxiety has hit me like a ton of bricks. Mm. I'm not anxious about the move or the house, but rather everything altogether. We're a couple of weeks away from a new school year, a new house, a mortgage, and so many exciting things. But as excited as I've been over the past four months, I'm suddenly very overwhelmed. My dad, the most amazing and important man in my life, passed away unexpectedly on New Year's Day, and because of COVID, we haven't been able to hold a celebration of life for him. COVID restrictions are finally allowing for this, but it means it's also happening within the next few weeks. The house, the start of school, and planning a memorial is a lot. To make matters worse, I don't feel like my side of the family is at all excited or happy for me to be buying a house. My older sister bought a house all on her own three years ago, and my family was so excited. Now my mom and sister don't even seem to care about my big milestone. I know my dad would have been thrilled. He would have been so excited and so helpful, but he's not here, and it freaking sucks. I don't know if or how I can mention this to my family. My boyfriend understand, and he's been wonderful, but I feel like my mom and sister just don't care. How do I tell them I don't feel supported without making it a big deal or hurting them? Thanks for listening and giving me a chance to write this all out. It's not easy, but I think I needed it. All the best, Kristen. Wow. That's hard. Kristen. I know, that's so hard. I feel like um, there's like so many different things because like obviously like even if you took out the like main part at the ends like there's a lot going on in your life right now like with a house with just like school and all this stuff so anxiety and like stress and all that stuff being present and then you add on something as big as losing a parent like I can't even imagine like the levels of emotion right now for her you know oh
1: it's it's got to be wild. I It's n- it's not even comparable, but I remember there was a time in my life when I was graduating college in a month. I found out that we were moving from my apartment with my sister to LA and I lost my great aunt who was like the closest relative to me other than like my mom, dad, and sister. And I, I don't know if you remember, but like I was going through it. I had my body was doing weird things. Like I had this lump in my throat that came out of nowhere that everyone said was probably stress related. And I was losing my mind because... I couldn't keep up with everything. Yeah. So I think one of the most important things, it sounds so freaking cliche, but you just have to be so gracious with yourself because you're I don't think when you're going through it, your adrenaline's going so hard that I don't think you realize everything that you're going through in that moment and how heavy each and every single one of it is. Moving alone is so stressful stressful. there's so much to think of especially buying a house like not apartment to apartment but like purchasing a home oh yeah that's heavy that's a lot of that's a lot of stress um man yeah I just feel like you need to you just need to be super gracious with yourself yeah and and like give yourself credit for getting this far
0: yeah I couldn't imagine losing a dad on top of it I know I I mean I've I've definitely experienced loss um you know like my my grandma passed away during covid and all that so I can definitely relate to the whole it's just been so weird with like you know like normally like you have time to like grieve and mourn and you have a service and all this stuff and even like my my grandpa doesn't understand why like it's hard for him to understand that we haven't been able to have a service and we're working on stuff now but even the other day he like freaked out on me and I was just like it was so hard because I'm like I get that you know like it's your time to like honor that person that meant so much to you and Yeah. yeah um I have not experienced the loss of a parent but I have a few people really close to me that have and I know that's something that's just it's it's a pain and it's a level of sadness that you don't understand until you go through it and I feel like what I'm gonna say is like it sounds like not helpful but I hope like you'll understand because you know she's like is anything gonna be the same again like am I gonna be able to celebrate these things and I think to an extent like No, like when you lose someone, it changes like the trajectory of your life. And I think um, milestones and stuff like it's going to be like a new normal that forms like that void is not something that just is easily like just forgotten. I think you find new ways to like heal and find joy. And when you reflect on that person, there's more like you know, like excitement about memories and things like that and finding ways to still have them be a part of your story. But I think, I think right now, I think when you lose someone like that becomes something that the rest of your life kind of shifts to where, at least for me, like when I've lost people, I'm like, nothing matters. Mm -hmm. Like, I just sit back and I think about all the things that I stress about and I'm like, why am I spending my time on this? Like life is so precious. Like mm-hmm. it changes people. So I think that I would keep changing your focus on like not getting upset because your your mom and sister aren't excited for you, but seeing that there might be something else still tied to that. With that being said, I don't think it's a problem for you to sit down with them and just be like, hey, I know things are, like, different. I know we're all still hurting and we're all still grieving. But I – it kills me that, like, Dad's not here to, like, go through stuff with me. And, like, I need you guys. So, yeah. like, I need you to be excited with me. I need you to – um you know, be a part of these exciting things because I'm already feeling this void. And like, yeah, and I'm feeling like even distance between you guys. And like, I just can't do it. Like, it's it's too hard for me. And I guarantee like, you know, they'll either see that and be like, shoo, I'm so sorry. Or if they respond harshly, like it's coming out of hurt Mm -hmm. and you need to just take it as that, you know? Yeah.
1: And something that's weird for everyone right now um, that I'm I'm really learning is I don't think I really realize the significance and purpose of having a funeral or a celebration yeah. of life. Um, like that's a very that's something I never would have thought of before. But it is such a crucial like meaningful purposeful ceremony to give you closure to allow you to like say goodbye and to kind of like book in something yeah. mm-hmm. where you are able to actually like talk about them for an extended period of time, celebrate them, talk about all the good things, talk about all the bad things, and then kind of like bookend it. And something about a funeral, I think it has a, a, fi- a finality to it that a lot of people haven't gotten this year. Yeah, oh my gosh, And it yeah. puts, I can't imagine, like just like your grandpa and you and our uh, writer, like so many people are experiencing this weird limbo where yes, they lost someone, and they might have even lost someone a while ago, but they haven't been able to actually like mm-hmm. bookend it. Does yeah. that make sense? And that's not it's not a comfortable place to be in. It's also a very new place to be in. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe. Maybe that's something you can do on your own.
0: Yeah, well, and she said like they, they're planning like within yeah. a few weeks they're having the service. I so feel I like think- things will be a lot better. I think yeah, I think it'll definitely help, but I think yeah, I don't know, just like stuff's different, and I I think especially like within the first year, yeah, like everything is the first, you know, yeah. like the first Christmas, the first this, and so, um, and I've noticed like with um, you know, my sister in law lost her mom a few years ago, and like there still are days where something will come up where she had this initial reaction to like wanted to tell her mom something Mm -hmm. and like it is so oh it like is heartbreaking you know Mm -hmm. so I think like I think the worst thing you can do is chase after trying to get your previous normal back because it's just not like the people that come in our lives like they change us Mm -hmm. and when someone is taken away suddenly like it's not something like a like a little cut that just heals and then you're back to normal, and you forget that cut was there. Mm-hmm. like it it changes you drastically. And so I think it's it's kind of like navigating, like you said, being really graceful with yourself, but also finding your new norm. And I think part of that comes with just that openness and talking to people you love about like, hey, I'm having a really hard day. like, I I just told you about my house and you didn't seem excited and I missed out and I wish he was here to like celebrate with me like just be open and talk about that stuff because that's the best thing you can do and if your family's not able to give that to you then like find people who are willing to be there and be that comfort in that space that you're needing extra support you know yeah
1: and even giving them like a heads up like hey this isn't a normal hang I need to like I need to see you and I need to vent yeah like I need to get some stuff yeah. off my chest um any real friend yeah would love to be there for you obviously Taryn and I both believe in um therapy yes. that's another thing yes. that can help yes. you yes. grief therapy is a very mm-hmm. specific specialized thing yeah and um sometimes I think it's it's hard to realize that that's the spot we're in or yeah. that's the spot that we're needing help with um but I, I agree with Taryn. I think all of these emotions and all these thoughts that you're going through, that's going to p- keep you in a fog and just kind of like vortex around in your head until you're able to finally talk about it. And I feel like once you start talking about it more, it'll just become easier and easier. And it's not one of those, like Taryn said, you don't get over it. You learn to live with it. And it just kind of slowly dulls, but it's yeah. never going to go away. Yeah. Um, so yeah. I think we just need to talk to everyone we can about it.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. Like I think you should still be excited about these things. And yeah, I think celebrate that's a huge accomplishment. You should find to celebrate. And if your mom and sister aren't able to, like, that's okay too. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it's just that's a hard chapter to be in. And I like I said before, but just I my heart just goes out to everyone who's, you know, experienced loss and mm-hmm heartbreak during this time where like morning is so hard it's just yes. been like a hard time so um we love you and we're sending all of our like positive thoughts to you and your family um during this time and we're super pumped for you and your house like yes that's so exciting and I and I know it's just it's just a hard it's a hard mix of things but yeah. I hope that you give yourself space to be pumped for yourself and celebrate that. Like you and your boyfriend, and, that's a huge yeah, move. Yeah, 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 and, yeah.
1: and you too deserve to yeah. celebrate
0: that. Um, and yeah, but thank you so much for writing in. Um, I hope you find the right words and space to talk to your family. And I hope the service is beautiful. I'm sure it will be. And I hope it just brings your family closer. Yeah.
1: Wow. Well, thank you so much, Kristen, for writing in. Um, I've talked to so many people uh through work through friends of friends who have lost someone Mm -hmm. and are struggling um with just day-to-day life and living and navigating that new world right now so i know i know so many people are relating to your story right now
0: i was gonna that made me that reminded me um you should try to like reach out and find someone who's gone through a similar thing i know like um I mentioned my sister-in-law before, like when she when I see her talking to someone who's also lost a parent, like they're just able to connect in a way that I can't yeah. connect with. As yeah. of now, Think, I mean, I'm thankful for that, but I think like it's there's something about just talking with someone and not I mean, all of us want to not feel alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's why I'm thankful you were brave enough to like write about this, because I'm sure people listening have gone through something like that. But I would encourage you to like reach out, even if it starts with just looking for like a support group or um, if you know of a friend who's lost a parent, like asking like, hey, can we get coffee? Because you can find
1: that, yes. Yeah,
0: I think we need, like that's what human connection is and we all desire to just feel understood and to feel heard. And I think sometimes I can try as best to offer that, but at the end of the day, sometimes you're like, okay, well, you have both of your parents. So like, you don't get me. You know what I mean? And that's okay. Like that's okay if I can't support someone in the way someone else would. So, um, I would encourage you to just think if you have anyone. Yeah. And that's also why it's so good to be as vulnerable as you can about it because a lot of people
1: want to talk about stuff like that, Mm -hmm. but don't know how to, um, my, we have a family friend who lost her husband a couple of years ago. And, um, my mom is in like a a group with her, like a friend group. And there's this new person, I guess, that joined the group that was being very like hesitant and quiet. So our family friend went to go talk to her. It turns out she had lost her husband this year. And the two of them like connected, were able to talk about Mm -hmm. it. They found someone who could understand the pain that they were going through and they're like getting each other through it together. And I yeah. think my mom said it was really beautiful to witness, like to see that like realization that, oh, you know exactly what I'm going through was yeah. just like insurmountable. It just, just makes you feel peace. like not alone. It just makes yeah. you feel like, okay, yeah, you get no, it. That's beautiful. So yeah. yeah, I think that is one of the, be- one of the good things that can come from talking about mm-hmm. it a lot is because w- eventually, hopefully one day, You'll be talking about it, and someone can say, "Hey, me too," and then you can connect. On yeah, 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 no, for sure. We're gonna change topics because okay. it's time for my story. Um, this one is this one's a good one. It's, co- it's what? <laughs> what? You good? <laughs> it's titled "Miss Too Independent."
0: Oh
1: me miss to independent it
0: had an a, a question
1: mark at the end and i didn't say it right
0: you know that song that's like i-n-d-e-p-e-n-d-e-n-t do you know what that means she got her own not, house she, she got her own car i'm not joking i don't know why independent was always a hard word for me to spell. until that I'm song like, is it an e or an a uh-huh. and so there were so many times when i'd be writing it and then just in my head i'm like
1: <laughs> that's what i used to do for you remember like spelling spelling class like in school yeah. um to like memorize vocabulary and stuff i'm not kidding me and my mom would sit down and make a, a rap for
0: every single word
1: to um, yeah it was Why the only so way i could remember to- it
0: remember songs i'm sure there's studies on it
1: guys but. i genuinely i was so bad at school like so bad at school but
0: even like have you ever had like a, a song from you loved when you were in high school it comes on yeah. and if i were to be like sing all the words you'd be like i don't know and the but song then it comes on and you're, and you're like, just like i know every, every word. Single word yeah yeah yeah,
1: yeah. it's 100 percent. it's so wild
0: okay here we go
1: Hey ladies, I have been a podcast listener since day one and I love you both so, so much. I was just finishing the, quote, confidence is your own episode and Monica's story made me realize something about myself. But first, a little backstory on my life. I am 26 years old, I have my own interior design business, a side marketing business, and then my paying job as a personal assistant to a food blogger. Wow. (laughs) I'm busy girl. Wow. I am heavily involved with my church's outreach team and lead the photography team as well. I'm an Enneagram four with a three wing who loves deep connections with people, but isn't always the best with reaching out
0: to others. I also, sorry, say that again. Enneagram what?
1: I am an Enneagram four wing three who loves deep connections, but isn't great at reaching out. Okay. I also went on my first date ever this past june the week of my birthday with a guy that i met on hinge
0: Mm. and
1: it was great he was very attractive Yeah,
0: i think that okay so i signed up for hinge again hell yeah you did no i don't know if it it broke or like (laughs) if i'm just very unaware that like the pictures are terrible that i chose or something I've had it for like a few months now, and the last time I got Hinge, I was so overwhelmed because it was like 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 boom, like like like, boom, like, boom, boom. like like no one's liking me like at all.
1: Let's should we should we go over your
0: profile Maybe I together? Broke something, but it's not been good for my confidence. <laughs> It's not it's not you. Because not even like it's the weird you. guys are like, "Hey, beautiful, let me buy you a." House. <laughs> but do we want, want the wrong guy? Like, they don't even want me. So, <laughs> I'm not like, true. Did I do like I must have done something. Should we
1: delete it and restart it? Like Maybe. unplugging the computer?
0: Maybe. <laughs> Cuz I've been it's made me question everything. Oh no, 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 no. At Continue. hinge.
1: Can we get a hinge sponsorship
0: that'd be cool can you just like boost my profile Uh, yeah and how come like i hear these girls that are like yeah i started talking to this pro baseball player where because all i'm getting is like where how when what who like fishes for a living or whatever (laughs) which like that's great but like you know yeah yeah anyways continue (laughs) um anyways
1: she met a guy on hinge and it was great. He was very attractive, but he has a daughter and I'm not really ready to step into a motherhood position. So I continue to search for my amazing guy, but I haven't found him yet. All that to say, I'm just a girl who has been single for the majority of her life and I've definitely become Miss Independent. But the more I try to find love on dating sites because of COVID, eye roll, emoji is what she put, <laughs> Sorry, you're just like I roll. Uh The more I find myself accidentally ghosting the guys, I can be super interested in them. They could be reaching out, but am I too independent to be able to settle down and find love? I know how much I desire to be married. I even have a journal full of letters to my future husband.
0: Cute. I have one. Where is that? <laughs>
1: I I did write a letter one time. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I also know that communication is a key element to a successful relationship. I just wonder if Miss Independent can become Mrs. in love. I mean, even the song from Neo says she got her own thing. That's why I love her. Miss Independent, won't you come and spend a little time? (laughs) I love you. You're funny. Do all independent women struggle with staying connected long enough to build a genuine relationship? Also, I do have a therapist from BetterHelp that I love and adore. What's her name? <laughs> but I haven't been able to schedule appointments with her due to money constraints. So any helpful oh. comments um, from my big sisters,
0: stop it, would be greatly
1: appreciated. Love always, Jess. P.S. I definitely hope you sang the new girl theme song when we said Jess. Oh, who's oh. that girl? It's Jess. Oh. <laughs>
0: Wow. get on my level Taryn. shortened
1: version get on my level I thought um, of new girl if that counts first of all first of all let's backtrack let's go to the top of this you have an interior design business a side marketing business a, like a an actual personal assistant your full time paying job for a food blogger and you run two teams at your church that's five jobs let's take a moment to acknowledge slow that. clap Jess, you boss babe, that deserves some kind of recognition. You are killing it. I'm so proud of you for not only, you know, killing it in your personal assistant job, but also just like chasing down your dreams and running your side businesses as well. Like that's incredible. And I, I don't think there's anything, I feel like the way you're saying independent and misindependent has like this kind of like joke to it, but you are independent and i think that's amazing and i think that's a gift and i think we should celebrate that for a second because you clearly are crushing it at life um and i don't know about you Taryn uh-huh. i very i feel like i very much relate to Jess here uh-huh. i i like i dated for a bit and then i remember at one point i was like you know what i'm just going to work uh-huh. i'm just going to dive into work and i didn't like have a relationship for very long time because i i just freaking just
0: dove in i was like i'm going to well we too we have very we if we don't make an effort we will never date anyone because both of our lives like we don't our jobs are like normal circles we don't regularly find ourselves like interacting with men single men so yeah for us to be like I'm not gonna focus on dating. Like we're li- like we're not gonna date because yeah. we're like so removed. Yeah. That's so why that I walked so out of COVID.
1: Sense. I walked out of COVID basically a year without going on like a real date and I was like, I'm dating this year. <laughs> I See,
0: like, I can't relate oh my like God. you know when you like just haven't had something for so long that you don't miss it because you like forgot what it's like? <laughs> <laughs> That's more any <Anyways>, more. continue. <laughs> Roll pass. <laughs> All I wanted to say was that
1: it's okay To be focusing on work Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and thriving in your work life, I think life is always a balance of like if you're thriving in one area, usually you're not thriving in the other area. Mm -hmm. You know, like you're constantly juggling stuff. Um, I feel like the guy's gonna come. I actually, in my opinion, can I say something really quick?
0: I know I've been saying something. Permission. I know I've been 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 saying something.
1: I'm just gonna let you know. I'm (laughs) still gonna keep going. (laughs) One of my favorite speakers. His name is Michael Todd. He has this relationship series that, I'm not kidding, changed my life. And this is not verbatim because I don't remember exactly how he said it. He definitely said it better. So if you want to look it up, Jess, I highly recommend you do. But he basically was saying that we as a society put so much focus on dating and kind of put down singleness and mm-hmm. um, I don't know when or where that started. Um, I do think, like as a society, we are growing out of that. I do notice that. But as of right now, it's still very much like, oh,
0: you're single? Kind of. Oh, my gosh. It's unintentional, maybe. But I do think there's like a. How are you single? You're like the funniest, prettiest person (laughs) ever. I'm like, thank you, Susan. You're,
1: You're like, you know what, Susan? I know. I know this. I I I know I'm gorgeous. I don't care that you think I'm pretty. I know I'm successful. Are you going to marry me? (laughs) No. Or that? Oh, don't worry. He's coming. Yeah. Well. Cool. Leave. (laughs) Leave, Susan. Cool. I'm so sorry if your name is Susan. Anyone listening? Um, But I think as a society we feel like we have to like work at dating, and if we're single, like we need to like be trying hard to find someone. Mm -hmm. And to a degree, we do have to try. Yeah, looking at you Taryn I'm looking at you (laughs) but I do think there is something to be said about chasing your own dreams I think as women a lot of us feel like we have to like plan our lives around our partner um and kids Mm -hmm. and I think I don't know if that's like a a natural, like, motherly thing. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do feel like that's an instinct that we have to, like, put them first and plan our lives around that. No. Jess here is single. So you have the ability to live your life to the fullest the way you want to live it right now. And then if someone comes along the way who deserves being prioritized, then you can, like, prioritize them in your life. Um, But Michael Todd said something about staying in your lane and living the life that you were meant to live and I promise you if you live your life fully living your passions chasing your dreams killing it in the career one day you're just gonna like look to your left and there's gonna be someone who is in the same lane killing it with their job um, has the same goals aspirations passions as you and he's gonna be like running alongside doing his own own thing or her own thing i don't know and you're just gonna look over and just be like hello what up where you been? what up <laughs> like i've i've been yeah. looking forward to meeting you i don't what i'm saying is i don't think you should wait for someone to live your life and continue doing what you're doing does that make sense
0: yeah no fully and i do think i mean it depends what, what she was a four jess is four a wing three four wing three okay um I know like specifically for me, something I've been realizing is like I think this when I was in a relationship, I am the type of person and not just like I'm not just talking romantic relationships. And I feel like you can attest to this. I put everyone else's needs before my own Mm -hmm. and I don't know how to not be like that. So if I'm not in healthy relationships, I am not a healthy person because if I'm not in a relationship where someone else is taking care of me the way that I'm taking care of them, I'm just not taking care of. And so for me, I'm like when I think about the fact like the second when I get married and start having kids, I know myself like I know my life is going to revolve around their needs and putting them first which is why I think it's so important for me and the mate that, like, I choose because my last relationship, it was not even, which is why I went in, like, a plummeting downfall. And so so I, I look at this, like, time of singleness, and I'm like, okay, I watched myself completely, like, throw away my identity to become what I thought my, like, boyfriend wanted. Mm-hmm. And now I see I'm like... That's why it's so important for me to form who I am and, like, make these changes and spend this time on, like, becoming, like, having a practice of taking care of myself so that when I get in a relationship, I have a solid foundation and I can still take care of someone else. But I have this life that I've created, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it all comes together. And so I think... I that's what I'm saying like I totally agree with that of like finding like what is beautiful about being single and using that time to like invest in yourself um before you find someone else but I do think there is something to being too independent mm-hmm. to where like you kind of create this big gap well, yeah where you're not even looking for something you're not willing to change anything about your life to like coexist with someone else and I think when you have two completely different people that are like opposite have their own likes desires routines whatever it's very rare that you have those two people that come together and both of them don't change at all and mm-hmm. they just somehow find yeah. lane so I think there are certain things if you're too set in like what you do what kind of activities you do if you're talking to anyone like that kind of stuff to where you're not even opening your eyes to what's out there. I think that there is a danger in that. And I think I definitely have fallen into that where I'm just so like in my own life. Honestly, I think the word is comfortable. Yeah. Comfortable. It's safe. Um, You're very
1: used to this. You are comfortable with this. There's no threat of heartbreak. There's no threat of like getting hurt in any way. Um, And that's a very safe place to be.
0: Oh, fully. It's... It's very much, especially if you come from, like, not feeling control. Wow, having, like, a little bit of breakthrough right now. Um, (laughs) Like, I struggled with that growing up, like, not feeling in control in, like, a lot of different areas of my life. And it's something I'm, like, really working through in therapy right now. But that makes sense. Why, like, when I finally, like, got free of any type of relationship or thing that was, like, over looming, like, that was just, like, making me do or be what someone else wanted me to be I thrived in that because now I feel more in control of like what I do what I spend my time doing all that kind of stuff but then it's scary to think about someone else coming in and like what is that going to look like what is that going to do to this safe space I've created you know yeah so it is like I think there is some self-reflection that needs to happen so I think it's good that you're asking this question like am I too independent because I think there is a line there that can be crossed, but I do think what Ash was saying and what I kind of touched on too of like find the beautifulness in being single
1: mm-hmm. and
0: work on yourself for yourself so you can be the best version of yourself to someday give to someone. You know? Absolutely, I think there. I think um,
1: there's this meme that I saw, and it I, this isn't it exactly, but it was basically saying like you can't get your heart broken if you don't go outside. <laughs> and I was (laughs) I related to that to a degree where I was like yeah that's I mean especially during COVID like I feel we were all in a funk you Mm -hmm. know and I was like why why? Just waiting for the delivery man to show up. And oh, be like, highlight Hello. of my day. Yeah, Postmates. <laughs> Postmates. Hello, sir. <laughs> Randy, my only interaction what's up. with men during yeah. 2020 <laughs> was my Postmates. <laughs> when they text your
0: orders outside, I'm like, I'm oh, like stop. stop,
1: stop flirting I'm with coming. me. I'm coming. Just chill, Randy. Putting chill. on putting on lip gloss to go yeah. outside. And grab my suit.
0: No, dear, you know what? I'm the most thankful for. is that no one has access to our front camera because the way that I look freaking wobbling to go get my postmates I usually am like in my sweats and I'm just like chilling like going to get it and and every once in a while I pick up my phone and I can see the footage and I'm like I hate this
1: yeah so glad no one else sees me just
0: like struggling to get out of bed
1: (laughs) but Jess back to you um singleness is beautiful Mm mm-hmm um, there, it's such a special season where you get to focus on you and growing yourself and challenging yourself and, uh, learning new things about yourself, learning who you want to be. Even, um, I think what Taryn said is spot on. I think some self-reflection needs to happen and you need to decide, like, do you want to date right now? Yeah. Cause if you don't, that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. I think you should keep yourself open to the possibility. Like if someone came across your path and they're interested in you and you're interested in them, give it a shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But If you want to focus on work right now and just deal with dating later, that's totally fine. But at the same time, if you feel a desire to date, you're allowed to do that. I think that's the beauty of being single is you get to do whatever you feel like doing. And I think you need to kind of sit down and decide like what, what, which way you want to go. Yeah. If that makes sense. No, fully agree. But (laughs) stoked for you. Stoked for your business. (laughs) That's Um, so cool. I'm so proud of you for doing that by the age of 26. Like 26 is young. Also, honey, 26 what is young. You'll find a guy. What was I doing? 26. Uh, I, mean, I didn't graduate college till
0: 26. So that's what I was doing. I think I had like recently gone through a breakup. Moved back home. I feel like I met you around.
1: I met you around 26. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you were 26.
0: Yeah. When was your breakup? I don't remember. Got it. Uh, I feel like I was around 24 or 25. Okay. Anyways, everyone's just sitting around Can listening to us. Uh, <laughs> Mark's like, no. Talking about our timeline. Uh, but yeah, I'm pumped for you. New season. You got this. Dating's fun. Go date. It'll be great. Okay. Should we wrap it up with a dad joke? Yes. Also,
1: You're I feel like this like was, this was a great, this was a really great yeah, first back. episode back into back. our. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we dive in deep? We sure did. Yes, we did. Um, This
0: episode. Dad joke is dedicated to you, Ash. To me? Yeah.
1: Honored.
0: What did the grape do when he got stepped on? Wined. He let out a little wine. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I shouldn't have said it's dedicated to you because you're like, okay, wine, (laughs) coffee. Mm, Only
1: a couple (laughs) of things here. (laughs) Uh, um, guys, thank you so much for listening and making it to the dad joke. You already know we love you the most. Be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, share things. this podcast to all your friends. Follow us on Instagram uh, at unsolicited advice. Also, Taryn and I have our personal Instagrams. Mine's Ash Nicole. Taryn's is Taryn Renee. Mm-hmm. Follow us there for more Ash and Taryn content because I know you want more. I forgot this. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we'll talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye. Bye.